Okay, guys, hello and welcome to episode four of the Aventus Elite podcast. Today, I am rejoined again by Lucy Drury, who joined me on episode one. And today we are talking about reverse dieting. So, Lucy, hello. Welcome back. How have you been? Hi. Yeah, I've been really good. Thank you. How have you been? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Really good. Uh, what have you been up to since our first episode together? Um, well, I've been away. Um, so I went away for nine days and then just full pelt back into work, back training clients as it is. Oh, nice. Where did you go? Uh, Fort Ventura, which is a part of the Canary Islands. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that, uh, that must have been uh, really nice just to get away because obviously cold weather's coming now and everything like that. So that sounds yeah. amazing. Awesome to hear. Okay, cool. Well, let's just get straight into it. Um, so, Lucy, I'll, I'll start with uh, you and what you think your understanding of reverse dieting is. So, yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, so kind of reverse dieting is when you, you kind of plan to gradually increase your calories, particularly after you've been maybe in a calorie deficit for quite a long period to say whether you've been on a long term diet or like a cut or anything like that. And reverse diet and you can reverse diet to then hopefully prevent you putting on as much fat as maybe what you would like yeah okay that's great um i'll just jump in as well and uh, provide my understanding of it so i use like an example so if someone takes their calories quite low that's using examples 1200 which is very low for most people to be honest um eventually that is gonna become unsustainable for them and yeah they're not going to be able to survive on that amount of calories unfortunately so what reverse dieting is is over time gradually you build your calories back up so in like the first two weeks you might jump up to 1300 um and then two weeks later, you might go to 1400. And then you just carry on that way until you hit your maintenance calories. Uh, now, maintenance calories for anyone listening um, is where you consume the same amount of calories that you sort of burn on a daily basis. Uh, so you don't gain weight, but you also don't lose weight as well. Would you sort of agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. Okay, amazing. So I thought we could just talk about like uh, people just taking their calories just way too low. And I want to start with my fitness pal on this because a lot of people do use my fitness pal. Um, and unfortunately, I, I can't remember how much weight it is you can drop to the max. But I think a lot of people like that they go on my fitness pal and it's like, oh, how much weight or fat would you like to lose uh, in a week? And they choose like the most uh, they can do um, unfortunately this puts them in a massive calorie deficit and then this just is not sustainable over time unfortunately um, and it's a big thing here where people are in the present and they're like yes I can do this I'm gonna achieve my fat loss goal I'm gonna achieve my weight loss goal but unfortunately they can't feel what it feels like to be in the future when those calories are way too low you're getting hungry all the time you're getting tired hangry to combine the two um you're getting moody your training is going to go down because your intensity is not there and yeah so if anyone is listening and using my fitness pal um to work out their calorie deficit please do not select the max because yeah it might feel all right for the first few days first couple of weeks but over time unfortunately it will not be sustainable no exactly like um i like like probably you, like I've had clients and a recent client actually where I gave her her like calories that I'd worked out for her and she then 
looked on my fitness pal and she was like saying that that the the my fitness pal i think was dropping her like 400 or 300 below the ones that i'd given her so it would like put her on like something like i think it was 1250 um which is just ridiculously low like a little child should be eating 1200 calories not like a, a 22 year old adult yeah absolutely and i think when people don't really have an understanding of calories um when you put them on i i've had clients in the past i put them on like their calorie deficit and they're like well, that looks a bit too high and i was like excuse me no it's it's not high at all it's just you've sort of been brainwashed by the fitness industry sorry fitness industry social media uh influencers out there that you should be on like a popular one is the 800 calorie diet um and this was like a huge one and it was a massive trend uh, probably still is unfortunately and the problem with the 800 calorie diet is yes you're going to lose a lot of water weight fast uh i i just want to touch on this because a lot of people don't know this and when i tell like people this they're like oh wow i didn't actually know that so Talking about carbohydrates, uh, this comes into play with the ketogenic diet as well. So the ketogenic diet is where you cut out all carbohydrates. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I've lost so much, so much fat. But actually, unfortunately, what it is, you've just lost water weight. So let me explain. So carbohydrates, they are the body body's preferred source of energy. Now, what most people don't know is every gram of carbohydrates that you eat is accompanied by three to five grams of water. So let's say we go out for an Italian and we have like 100 grams of pasta each. We're technically taking on about 300 to 500 grams um, of weight because of the water accompanying it. So you might jump on the scale the next day after a massive like carby meal and the weight reading has gone up on the scales. You're like, oh, my God, I've gained so much fat from the meal before. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. You've just gained water weight. And it's the exact reverse when it comes to like the keto diet. So people cut out all carbohydrates and they deplete what they're what is called your glycogen stores. Uh, so just a quick science lesson on that. So when we eat carbohydrates, um, aka sugar, it's broken down into a substance called glucose that goes into the blood. Now, the body either has two options here. It either uses it as immediate energy um, if we need it straight away. But if we don't need it at that time, what it will do is convert it into a substance called glycogen and put it in the muscles or the liver um, for energy later on when the body actually does need it. Now, for the carbohydrates to be put into the cells or muscles, um, water is required there. And that's why the three to five grams of water is required there. So when you cut out all carbohydrates, you deplete your glycogen stores. I believe it's about three to four days maximum to deplete them fully. And then three to five grams of water is then going out as well. So you step on the scale and you see a massive decrease. And you're like, oh my God, this ketogenic diet's the best thing ever. I've lost all this fat. It's like, no, you haven't lost fat. It's just water weight, unfortunately. And I think a lot of people um, don't know this. And so they think the ketogenic's the best thing ever. But unfortunately, what they've actually done without knowing is created an automatic, uh, an automatic calorie deficit through cutting out all their carbohydrates. Mm. but also kind of what they have created is a drop in their energy for them as well like your like eating carbohydrates is your main source of energy and when people do obviously cut out carbohydrates they they then wonder why they're they're very tired 
they get very moody and just general stuff like that and I think it's it's really important for people to see those sort of side effects of those sort of diets because they are they are massive side effects yeah I completely agree and again unfortunately like carbohydrates have been like deemed like the bad macronutrient like dietary fats as well and they're really not at all they're so essential and if you cut carbs completely um a lot of people think they go into like a state of ketosis and just on a side note of this for anyone listening who doesn't actually know what ketosis is so when you go on the keto diet uh, basically, as we said before, carbohydrates are the body's preferred source of energy. But when you cut them out, the body needs another source of energy. So it goes into a state of ketosis, which then it derives um, things called ketones from fat as energy. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of people just go low carb and they don't actually go into a state of ketosis. Um, but unfortunately, staying in keto for a long time can be bad because then it causes something called ketoacid doses i believe um and that's that's quite dangerous i don't really know like the the full facts on that um but yeah just don't, don't go keto that's the uh, takeaway message from that um but yeah carb- carbohydrates are not bad at all like me and lucy right now we could both go in a calorie deficit and we could just provide ourselves with carbohydrates um yeah okay that wouldn't be ideal but we would still lose weight and fat trust me um and if you're out there thinking carbohydrates are bad just think there's 7 billion people in the world right now and i'm sure not every one of them had to cut carbohydrates to lose fat and weight okay so please if it's just one take home message from today carbohydrates are not bad at all they are essential yeah no i i completely agree with that yeah awesome okay so Moving on. So, yeah, guys, if you if you have like taken your calories like too low, reverse dieting can be a great way to bring yourself back up. Um, now, I think another like fear factor for most people um, will be like, oh, well, hang on a minute. If I go above like let's use the 1200 again, if I go above the 1200, oh, I'm going to gain weight and fat again. It's like, no, 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 you're not. Because right now you are in a very low calorie deficit um, for what you need. So just uh, adding 100 calories over one to two weeks, you're still going to be in a calorie deficit. Adding another 200 to make it 1400, still going to be in a calorie deficit. All right. And what you've got to realize as well is when you do go in a calorie deficit and you lose weight, there's less of you then. Um, So your calorie deficit is going to be even lower. Um, but for anyone listening and thinking, well, I'd like to go in a calorie deficit, but I don't even know where to start. Um, a good ballpark figure, uh, not what my fitness pal recommends, is just taking 500 calories uh, off your maintenance calories. Uh, now, if you're a bit confused about maintenance calories, um, what your current maintenance is, which I know a lot of people can be, um, you've got two options. You can use like a calorie calculator online um, or number two, you can reach out to me or Lucy um, through DMs on Instagram, which will cover our Instagram handles at the end of this podcast. Um, and we can will happily work out your calorie deficit for free. So, you know, it's safe and effective. You're not going to get hungry. You're not going to get moody because, guys, fat loss does take time. Unfortunately, that's the unsexy truth. There's a lot of these things out there right now being like, oh, lose uh, one stone in one week or something like that. And it is, it's just not the case. I mean, you can do it. Yes, 100 um, percent. But it's not sustainable. You will gain all the weight back on, unfortunately. Um, but 
Yes, we can definitely mm -hmm. work that out for you um, as a safe and effective method because you've got to think this is going to take time. We don't want you to get hungry. We, we want you to keep your training as intense as you can. We want you to um, attain as much muscle mass um, and keep it as you can and not like go into the lean uh, muscle tissue and break it down because that can happen when in a calorie deficit as well. Um, so Lucy, have you had like sort of like any examples you've used this with your clients on um, or even if you've done it yourself when first starting? Um, yeah, so one of my clients actually, um, she she was going away on holiday, obviously you put her in a, in a calorie deficit um, and then she went away on holiday and she came back and she'd still lost three pounds. Um, even though she she had increased the calories, like she she was sending me pictures of what she was eating, and she was eating all the food, drinking all the alcohol, as you do on holiday, and she still managed to lose three pounds when she was when she was back. And that's kind of when I then had the discussion with her about reverse dieting, and then we kind of did a rough estimate of what she had eaten on on holiday and yeah it just turns out that she'd done a slight reverse diet because she'd been in that calorie deficit and then gone and eaten food and then still managed to lose a bit of weight as well so and then I think I I don't think I've personally experienced it but my mum has as well funny enough we went on holiday and my mum um my mum ended up losing weight because she was just naturally increasing her calories like gradually yeah that, that's awesome too and it just shows like I think people will go like oh I'm gonna go on holiday I'm gonna gain all this weight and do all the progress um but if you sensible sensible about it like you were just yeah. stating with those two examples it it can be done 100 percent. and I think a lot of people just on a side note being in a calorie deficit when they like sort of achieve their goal it's like where do I go now? Do I have to drop lower? Or it's like, no. So that's where reverse dieting can have a great effect because it's just two benefits there. Because one, you're going to work your way back up to maintenance and keep all the results you've got. But two, you get extra calories as well, which uh, for anyone listening, I suppose for me and you as well, when being in a deficit towards, I don't know, that 12 or 16 week um, sort of end phase, depending on how long you are in it for. Um, yeah, it's going to be very nice to have just even like an extra 100 calories, um, just as like a, a sweet treat or, or just something like that. So reverse dieting, um, yeah, can really help you there. And I just wanted to talk about if like maybe your first goal was fat loss uh, or weight loss and you've now achieved that goal, that's great. And then you're like, oh, actually, now I sort of want to build a bit of muscle. Um, a lot of people, I think, just jump straight up into a calorie surplus um obviously being the optimal environment to build muscle but unfortunately they take their calories too high too quick and then start to gain a bit of fat a bit of weight and may even end up in uh the position they started in when looking to lose fat so my advice for people who have now lost the fat and weight and looking to gain a bit of muscle guys reverse dieting can be great here yeah give it a bit of time um because right now you've just starved the body and the body doesn't actually know what you're doing when in a calorie deficit. It doesn't really care that you're trying to lose fat. It has no idea. It just goes into defense mode because it's like alarm bells are ringing. It's like, well, hang on a minute. I'm not getting as much energy as I am. I'm sort of like starving myself. And it's going to sort of like put up defenses, to sort of prevent that and stuff like that. So, yeah, reverse dieting could be great. Work your way back up to maintenance. Stay there, I'd say, for maybe a couple of weeks or so. Um, and then just up your calories maybe by 100 each time and you're sort of looking for that sweet spot where you're sort of looking you can gain muscle 
but not gaining fat as well because I don't want you to get into the position where you started with the fat and weight loss goals sort of thing so yeah for any of you that are listening who looking to maybe gain a bit of muscle after achieving your fat loss goals um that is probably the best way to do it so yeah uh lucy did you want to add anything more on that subject or any more reverse dieting i, I was more going to like kind of point uh touch on um like bits about the typical diet plans like slim and world weight watchers slim fast and whichever i think there needs to be like more education around when when you've lost the weight to then increase increasing your calories but then to not put on all the weight you lost again because i think a lot of them they they obviously help you guide you to get down to a certain weight that you want to be you're then there and then you're like oh now what do i do like like what you said they some people have no idea what to do when they got down to their goal weight and then they go in because they've also restricted themselves for so long of like mcdonald's cake sweets whatever they loved eating before they then go and almost binge on all of that stuff and then they put on a rapid amount of weight even quicker before than the even quicker than what they lost it and i think there definitely needs to be more education around kind of like reverse dieting or even getting knowing what to do when you get to your your goal weight in a way because otherwise so many people are just still going to be in the same situation and in a way then that's how slim and well gets their money because then people are like oh yeah like oh I've put back on free stone let me rejoin slim and well to then get back down to lose that free stone again and it's just a rapid cycle like that and yeah just needs to be more education around it yeah I 100% agree it's like keeping uh, a customer or consumer at arm's length so they always buy back in so they're never educated on like the key principle um so yeah slim and well and weight watchers yeah it it's so annoying it's I always use like the analogy of driving it's like you have an instructor next to you and they teach you everything you need to know until one day you're confident enough to pass the test on your own yeah you've got a driving instructor next to you but beside the point um and yeah you're not the finished product far from it but it's when you go out on the roads on your own after passing your test that's where you gain all the experience and I feel like Slimming World and Weight Watchers unfortunately they use all their own lingo and terminology like sins and yeah points and stuff like that so yes 100% it does work but that's what you said when they leave they're no better off because they're not educated so they're like all the restriction they're like oh well this uh, this mood has four sins in so you can't have that the word sins should just be scrapped completely there are no good or bad foods okay so I could, let's use McDonald's as an example, or Burger King, whatever. A Big Mac or a Whopper may contain, I think it's about like 500, 600 calories. Now, that's not bad, okay? Um, that's 600 calories of energy. But compare that to 500 to 600 calories, that could be a meal, for example, with three vegetables in. Now, that meal is going to take contain a lot more nutrition for me, minerals, vitamins, everything like that, compared to the Big Mac or Whopper, that isn't at all. It's the same number of calories. If I was in a deficit, I could have both. They could both work towards my goal. But the meal with like the three vegetables in, it's going to be a lot more nutritious and it's going to serve me better, make me feel better because 
after yeah, Big Mac, I don't I don't really feel the best, but it's it's like a pleasure response, isn't it? But you you're completely right. And people like having sins and not allowed them because they contain a certain amount of points, they'll restrict it. And then that's what leads to binging. It's like people with cheat meals. I used to do this. I used to have cheat meals all the time. I used to eat my chicken, my brown rice, my asparagus, whatever it was, every single day. Like, oh my God, Saturday's coming, it's cheat meal. Um, and I track my calories every single day, be really strict with it, hit the gym, get my sleep, whatever it was. And then Saturday came and I was like, right, I can have whatever I want now. So I ordered like a massive extra large pizza there from Domino's. I was like, yes, give me those nachos on the side. Oh, Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, go for it. What I didn't realize though was in my mind, I was like, oh, it's a cheat meal. It's absolutely fine, isn't it? I'm still on track. I've been good all week. What I didn't realize was that meal probably amounted to about. <sighs> 5,000 calories, I don't know, something like that. And then what happens is all those calories, they undo all my hard work I've put in for the week. Because if I'm losing like 500 calories each day, so that's six days, I'm really bad at maths. Um, so that would be like 3,000 calories. I've just put them all back on in one meal. And then all my hard work is just undone. I'm just at maintenance again. And people are like, but I'm eating a healthier week, but I'm having a cheat meal, but why am I losing? And that's why. And what I started doing... Um, I started having just like a cookie at like 10 a.m. I was in an office job and I was in New Zealand and these cookies were the best things I've ever tasted. I haven't found one that beats them yet. Um, it was just from the supermarket. They were like a dollar or something. I'd go buy one and fast until about 10 a.m. I'd eat this cookie and I was like, that's my pleasure response. And I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And I had that every day. And it was just like a tenth of my calories, about 200. So it's still on track, everything like that. And then I got to the weekend. I'm like. I don't need to binge anymore because I've had that pleasure response every day. And I think if people could do this, they just find a pleasure food, whether it's a packet of crisps, a cookie, for example, eat that every single day. And it's not bad. It's no sins, anything like that. I think that will lessen the chance of them eating or binging on the weekend, needing a cheat meal. And then they can stay on track. Because I remember one client uh called ross we had our initial consultation and he was an online client and he was like yeah i do really well in the, in the week but then i just like binge on sweets and stuff i was like okay well let's say you're a calorie allowance for example um so all the foods you love are still allowed another benefit of having a calorie allowance and over a couple of weeks it was like james i've lost, lost like half a kilogram or a kilogram and i'm still eating the sweets and stuff i love i was like yes you can still have that it's just better programming um so there's that and the funniest thing, uh, this is why I hate Slimming World, funniest thing I read or saw on Instagram or something, it was like, Slimming World, a banana, zero sins. A mashed banana, however, contains four sins. I was like, hang on a minute, what happens when you eat it in your mouth? You automatically mash it down. So does it, the moment you put it in your mouth and start mashing it, zero sins? And then all of a sudden you started matching in the force and suddenly, and it was just like, oh my God, what is this? Such a waste of time. I, um, I, I literally put that on my Instagram, I think the other day. And I just, I, I put a post up about like Slim and World or the diet and stuff. And I just said, all they, all people come away learning is that a whole banana is free, but a mashed banana is like a sin. And I'm like, <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous isn't it and just on that point it's like everyone's like right well this food's zero sin so I can have as much as I like of it it's like no that's where you're going wrong because these uh, zero sin foods still contain calories 
So if I read that, I'd be like, oh, my God, I can eat as much of it. Let's go. So, for example, I don't know the sins list. I don't know if like bread's on it. But I'd be like, oh, my God, I could have a whole loaf of bread. Jesus Christ, about 130 calories in each slice of bread. So you put in a topping on that has zero sins as well. Again, don't know how it works. I've never done it, never will. Um, but again, you're probably not in a calorie deficit, unfortunately, and you just go, you're over, overshooting and you might be in maintenance, even a surplus. And I reckon some people might have done this and maybe even gain weight on Slimming World. And they're like, well, hang on a minute. This doesn't work. It's because you've been educated wrong. So anyone listening on Slimming World Weight Watchers, please just leave it. It's not worth it. Just get educated. I follow, I don't follow them, but I see all these Instagram accounts, like their little certificates, like, Oh, I lost a 0.5 pound this week. Yeah, doing really well. And don't get me wrong, I'm really happy for you. It's not like I'm saying, oh, you you don't deserve to achieve that. You do 100%, and it's great you're taking action. Um, so please don't like mistake that for me. Going, oh, you shouldn't be on it. It's a waste of time. You shouldn't be progressing. Yada yada yada. But unfortunately, when you leave, you're still in no better place in terms of education on foods, nutrition. Um, calories and how things actually work unfortunately so yeah that's why I don't like it I, I love that people are taking action um, but I hate I, I just wish they could educate people instead of wasting sessions just like right time time to step on the sound step see how much you weigh this week um, but yeah that's my problem with them yeah no I, I 100% agree with everything that you said there it just it just rattles my brain why people are still going sometimes. But no, like obviously, I, I think I even saw a TikTok the other day of somebody who was on Slim and World and she was showing obviously what, what she eats in a day. And looking at what she ate, it was probably only a thousand calories. And I was like, that is, that is bad. <laughs> yeah, not sustainable at all. But yeah, she'll think like, oh, a thousand calorie diet is working amazing. And again, what we talked about earlier in the podcast, uh, like all the water weight is dropping. Um, and then unfortunately, she's going to start to get hungry, everything like that. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a shame. A lot of people are having um, their money wasted on it. Um, but I get it works in the short term, but it's long term we want. And I think people should always live with maintenance calories. It'd be great. And then... Like if you've got a holiday or coming up or you've gained a bit of weight over Christmas or anything like that, then you're educated. You you, you know what to do. Um, it's like being in your job and stuff. If like sort of something went wrong, you'd know the correct actions to take. And it's like this. So you gain a little bit of weight. Again, I'm not saying getting weight is wrong or anything like that. But you gain a little bit of weight. It's like, right, OK, so I'm on my maintenance right now. OK, I've gone a bit over. It was Christmas. That's absolutely fine. I enjoyed it to the full. But now I know what I need to do. OK, I can work out my calorie deficit. This is great. I know how I need to create it with added high protein, complement it with exercise, how many times I can get to the gym a week. And this is going to work well for me. I know how many hours I need to get of sleep. Um, I know that I shouldn't have a cheat meal. I've got my pleasure food all set up all those principles and like right this calorie deficit is going to work well for me i've created it tailored for me um and then eight weeks later oh brilliant i've lost that fat i've lost that weight great now i can jump back up to maintenance through reverse dieting say whatever it is see all these things are linking and then it's like right now i'm back at maintenance i'm a healthy weight i'm feeling happy i'm feeling confident haven't wasted a single dime going to weight watchers or slimming world um, and yeah, I'm happy. And it's 
it's just such a shame there's so much misinformation um out there unfortunately and yeah it's just people are wasting so much time and energy and i don't think there's maybe another industry i could be wrong but there's so much like misinformation out there i don't i don't know how it's like just exploded um but just going back to like some one weight watchers i do get the community aspect i really do um it's a scary process on your own trying to lose weight uh, when you like don't see results it can be depressing i've 100% been there so i do understand the community aspect i just wish they could have actual sort of like experts in there like me or yourself to give like it just a seminar or something just to explain how it works or if the interview criteria is to i don't know what it is to work at weight watchers or slimming world to actually know this stuff and to actually educate people so they go away in a better position than when they actually came and they will in terms of weight and fat loss but unfortunately they might gain it all back so all that time and then in their mental headspace and stuff like that, if they do regain it, they're just like, oh, I've now got to rejoin. And what you said, keeping a customer at arm's length, unfortunately, then they have to go back in. They have to buy back in and they're just wasting money. And this cycle is just going to repeat, repeat, repeat until you get educated. It's like going to a bad driving instructor, right? Um, it's like if this driving instructor can't teach you the key fundamentals to get you to pass your test, it's like well, you've got to go to another one. And then another one. But it should be a case of having that first one. I remember mine. Uh, I think she was called Michelle. She was absolutely brilliant. I, I passed first time and it was all thanks to her, really. Um, and yeah, it was just my first driving instructor. She taught me everything I needed to know safely. Um, yeah. Okay. Now driving for the bad habits sort of like clicking and stuff like that. You don't check your blind spot and stuff like that. But anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, she, she's everything I needed and it, it shouldn't take more than one driving instructor. Um, and it's it's like this, unfortunately, um, just having money and time wasted. Need to rebuy into it thinking, well, it works. Why isn't it working now? It's because you have not been educated, unfortunately. But yeah, sorry, a bit of a rant there. But yeah, it does boil our blood uh, as uh, coaches, unfortunately. So there we go. We've got our standpoint on it. Um, cool. So to wrap up, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Reverse Dieting, anything like that? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we've touched on quite a lot in today's episode. Um, and I just hope that it's worth the the listeners kind of taking a lot away from it. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think there's a lot of uh, take home points from that. Whether you are looking, uh, can be using reverse dieting to get back to maintenance or jumping up to build muscle, but not taking calories too high. Um, and even if uh, one person can walk away from Weight Watchers or Slimming World, I will consider that a win. Um, might be a scary process, but honestly, in the long run, you will be doing yourself a favour. But yeah, cool. All right. Um, so just like episode one, Lucy, where can people find you um, on social media, just in case they would like to reach out, sort of like working out calorie deficit, anything else? Yeah, so uh, my Instagram handle is at endure underscore fitness underscore PT. Fantastic. And guys, I am at Aventus Coaching. Aventus, yeah. Oh, I just I just pointed at that, but then I realised it was a podcast, wasn't it? So <laughs> that's a bit silly, isn't it? <laughs> oh dear. So I'll just spell Aventus, E-V-E-N-T-U-S, coaching, no space there. So guys, please do reach out for us. Um, if you do need any help, you would like your calorie deficit working out for free, we will happily do this because we have both been in the same position. We know how frustrating it can be. Um, but yeah, guys, that is episode 
four. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've got some key take-home messages. Um, Lucy, thank you so much for giving up your time and coming on again. Um, I know we've got a few more of these scheduled, so very excited to talk about a lot more. Um, but until then, have a great rest of, your, rest of your week even, and I'll hopefully speak to you soon. All right. Thank you. See you later. Okay. Cheers. Bye-bye.